Welcome back to Kale Punchers, where the beer is warm, the women cold, and the bullets fly thick. I am the Deputy Stu Kaufman. And I'm your Peckerton detinctive, Amy McLeod. <laughs> and I'm impeccably lit at all times. I'm Pat Jarrett. <laughs> and tonight, we watched Bad Girls from 1994, directed by Jonathan Kaplan, and starring Madeline Stowe, Mary Stuart Masterson, Andy McDowell, and Drew Barrymore. And, uh... Chef's kiss. This was... This was okay. I liked it. I, I liked it. I also... I, I'm with Amy. I, I liked it. Possibly liked it very much. I have, I have some criticisms about it, but it could also be that maybe I was not in the mood for this kind of movie. But before we get too deep into the weeds here, Amy, you want to tell us what happened in this here picture show? Oh, boy, do I. Can I... So, can I can I interrupt for just oh, one one moment? Please. And just say, Mary Stuart Masterson is a handsome woman. The, there is a the, the, without Look, question. These the are the ladies are, brought it. Whew, right. They did. I just wanted to, before any plot. Whew. All right. Loved it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. This was this was a a, a prime combination of mm-hmm. actresses. Oh. Like, mm. how have I not heard of this movie before? For real though. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. So our story, we begin our story in Echo City, also known as the friendliest town in Colorado. Uh, not true. Not true. <laughs> <laughs> we will soon find this is not true. Mm-hmm. Um, we are following uh, four ladies. We have Anita, played by Mary Stuart Masterson. She's kind of a reserved, kind-hearted uh, widow, or I would say... If we're going to use uh, Sex in the City characters, she would be the Charlotte. We're, uh, we're not. We're not. No. Stu, are we not? <laughs> we're not. We're not doing that, Amy. Oh, you're being such a Miranda right now. Uh, <laughs> um, I think I speak for everyone here when I say stop. Okay, fine. Get some help. I mean, it was anyway, appropriate, though. <laughs> there were four of them, and I was like, I can do this. Uh, anyway, so... <laughs> Then we have Cody, played by uh, Madeline Stowe, who is the de facto leader. She's a tough, uh, tough lady, used to hang out with bandits. Um, we have Lily, played by Drew Barrymore, who's kind of our young, spunky, uh, sassy young one. She's very good with the horses. And then we have Eileen, played by Andy McDowell, who's the flirty one, the Samantha. God damn it. I don't under. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> anyway, is look, this a horse reference that I'm not getting? Just, just let me have this, okay? Are you, <laughs> fair, fair. That's you got the this. only one. I did it. Okay, so that's the, <laughs> those are our those are our main ladies. They're all um, uh, prostitutes in Echo City. Is this also like uh, Sex in the City? Is Sex in the City about no. prostitutes? <laughs> Is there gunplay? How, how many? Right. What? What's the horse breed like? <laughs> okay, comparisons to Sex in the City end. End now. Oh, damn it! <laughs> Too late. You started this. <laughs> Just in personality archetype. Hey Come Stu, on, remember that episode of Sex in the City where they had the Gatling gun? Yeah, and they robbed a bank. Oh man, that was so sweet. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna find. Uh, we, we're gonna watch Sex in the City on like April 1st or something. <laughs> um, Prime 
private link to a secret western that you've never heard of. It's Sex and the City. God damn it, Amy! I, in the movie, they go to, like, Dubai or something. That's in the desert. That's, that's like, the West, right? The Middle East, it's, uh, that's the West. Uh, far from it, I should say. Far from the West. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ooh, this is already going to be a fun episode, I can tell. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway, we have our four lovely ladies. Uh, Anita, her services have been hired by a nameless colonel. Well, maybe they said his name, but we don't give a shit about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he hires Anita's services for his birthday, but he ends up getting pretty rough, which ends up with uh, Cody shooting him dead. Uh, the anti-fun league in town then gets <laughs> Cody. And it's called the attempts- anti-saloon league one. <laughs> Uh, I, same thing. I believe that's I exactly say, what I said, Pat. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Yeah, uh, agreed. Um, they attempt to lynch Cody for shooting the colonel, even though and the ha- colonel had it coming. And having fun. Yeah. While and, doing so. Right. The other ladies, the other three ladies rescue her from this situation and they skip town. Uh, the colonel's wife sends two Pinkerton detectives after Cody. Uh, I thought that would come up again, but it, it, I mean, we see the detectives, but the lady kind of like was very strong in that scene. And I thought we were going to see her again and we did not. No. Um, but anyway, that's spaghetti just energy. Like, why are these two goons following these ladies around? So S- spaghetti energy there. Yeah. <laughs> Big spaghetti energy. Bonjour. Yes. Yes. Which we appreciate on this program. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So our, our ladies got to get out of there. They're, the law is on their tail. This is no good. Uh, so while they're on the run, Anita is like, hey, uh, my husband and I were going to start a sawmill up in Oregon before he died. Maybe we could all go do that. Um, Cody then offers to supply this sort of starting capital to get that going. And, you know, they're like, hey, we got a good plan. We're going to go from Colorado. We're going to go up to Oregon, start a new, li- a new life, and it'll be, it'll be great. So they, the only thing they got to do before they get to... Oregon is swing by Texas to get Cody's money out of the bank. This NBD. is where things things take a turn. Um, it was all going swimmingly until the Pinkertons catch up with them at the bank. It's one of those things where it's like, oh no, the Pinkertons caught up to us. But then, oh hooray, some people are robbing the bank and scaring the Pinkertons off. Oh no, they recognize me. But oh yay, He's going to let me go with the money, but oh no, he's stealing the money from me and saying, hey, come come check me out later. Because we have a history and we make out in the yeah. bank. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which, yeah. I got to say, this is where I was like, oh, this is a spaghetti. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah. Huge spaghetti. Like, also, what happens for the other one hour and 32 minutes? Like, like this is all yes. in the first seven minutes of the film. I love it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, we are very early in the movie. But this movie, um, it's pretty much, there's a lot that, that happens. They basically, it's like, they cannot accomplish this, this simple goal. They want to get the money so they can get to Oregon and forget about Echo City. And it's like, everything that can happen will happen. Like, one of them got in jail for a while and they had to spring her out. The bandits took their money and they tried to get the money back, but he doesn't want to give the money back. And then like 
another one of them gets captured at another point and they have to rescue her and then the guy you know they also they pick up some friends along the way i won't get into every double cross i won't you know spoil <laughs> the whole movie but like yeah there's it's like they are trying so hard and and the universe will not let them get this money and get to oregon um they make some friends along the way. There's a uh, Josh McCoy who is kind of hanging around. Turns out he's after the bandits. It's the uh, <clears throat> Jarrett gang. Huh? Mm. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Just, yeah. I don't necessarily uh, <laughs> bear any responsibility for what other Jarrett's do. Nece- Listen, necessarily. The Jarrett's- the, the Jarrett's had beards, and uh, the defense rests. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just going <laughs> to say. The prosecution rests. I'm just going to say. Kid Jarrett, the namesake of the gang, <clears throat> has a luxurious bed out in the open air in the sand and the soot. Like a dumbass. Like a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that too. This Jarrett mm-hmm. would definitely have protected... The fine linens. I care about thread counts, y'all. I'm a Taurus. Amen, brother. Like, come Egyptian on. Egyptian cotton. Mm-hmm. Give me a high thread count or give me death. Okay? <laughs> yes. Right? And if you That's have, what we're going to put on your tombstone. Please. <laughs> please. <laughs> this is what I want on my tombstone. You know what else I want on my tombstone? Don't say it, Pat. Don't say it. <laughs> say it. Say it. <laughs> Pepperoni and sausage. <laughs> Thank you. There it is. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. All right, continue, please, with the plot. Yes. So the friends they pick up, we've got McCoy, who wants to... um, He's basically following the ladies around because he knows that Cody used to hang around the Jarrett gang and is like, she might lead me to the gang, and I want to kill me, Mr. Frank Jarrett, because he's a big a-hole. Which he is. He is a big a-hole. Listen, this um, is why I distance myself from the Jarrett's. That's fine. That's, yeah, you, uh, rightly so. I would distance myself from, from these Jarrett's. At this point, I believe my Jarrett's were in either West Virginia or Ohio. I've tracked Safe. Down. Yeah. Nice. We're, we're, we're the Eastern Jarrett's, the not asshole like, Jarrett's. Exactly, yeah. These are the, the black sheep of the Jarrett family. We don't mm-hmm. claim them. Yes. So they pick up McCoy because they, you know, he's not going to turn him in. They also pick up, um, I called him Sweet, Sweet William. Sweet, <laughs> Innocent William. Eileen had uh, ended up in jail uh, at one point and was f- trying desperately to flirt her way out. Um, and ended up figuring out where this Sweet William lives. And they ended up using that as kind of their base of operations against against his will, basically. They just moved in. And uh, William was just, just, you know, he's just trying to live his life there on the Circle Bar T uh, ranch or whatever the hell he called it. Circle Bar T. You know how I never remember yeah. that? Yeah. The, it was a circle with a bar and a T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Circle Bar T. That's tea. pretty cool. Granted, like, you know, come on, man. Like, come get, up with something else. Get, get a little creative. This is, this is where I lose respect for sweet, sweet summer child William. Well, I think Eileen will help, you know, spice up yeah. his life a bit. I, I'm hoping so. Listen, listen, she was doing a pretty good job of flirting him up pretty good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Granted, I, Eileen knows how to flirt. And and sweet, sweet summer child William was deputized on the spot. 
by the napping sheriff of town. Yeah. While he while he was carrying Chekhov's crate of TNT. Yeah, I was gonna say his only qualifications. <laughs> a number of Chekhovs in this. I I also have written down uh, Chekhov's Gatling gun. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. This will be used. Yes. <laughs> anyway. But anyway, yeah. So you know they 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 get some allies. The the main conflict is them confronting the Jarrett gang to get their money back, so they can you know make start their life. And there is an awesome shootout at the end worth amazing shootout worth it um where our ladies are victorious and Mm. supposedly go on to greener pastures or the klondike because for reasons uh oregon doesn't work out um which i want to talk about that but they, they have a plan. They've got a plan, Klondike, and they're going to mine for some gold. Hey, Amy, I got a question for you real quick. Yes. What would you do for Klondike Bar? Would you kill a man? Pat, I think the question is, what have I done <laughs> for a Klondike Bar? <laughs> the entire did, did, movie, I'm like, what? what would I engage in a Western shootout with a Gatling gun for a Klondike bar? Oh hell yeah! Um, I, I want to talk. I, I want to start off with something, and I think this is why I didn't have as good a time watching this movie as you guys. Is the soundtrack on this? It was very nineties. Oh, and it like nineties, and and more to the point, nineties TV. Mm. Which I just found out that the director Jonathan Kaplan, he's known for directing TV. So there's. Strike one, what has two, he done? three for me. What has he done? Uh, he directed episodes, let's see, according to his IMDb page, uh, he's known for ER as being a producer for the television show and other movies I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that too with the visual style because I I really liked the story and I loved, I, I loved most of this movie. Like, I thought it was great. I liked the story a lot. I love the actresses. I think everybody did a great job, except for a couple exceptions. Um, but I did feel like it was shot like a made-for-TV movie. Oh, it didn't yeah. have... I mean, like even like with spaghettis, you kind of get these nice like wide shots and some interesting, Quick zooms. interesting compositions. And this one was very much like, this is supposed to be on, on your living room on, TV. On, oh, let's see what's on. Yeah, it's like the uh, Saturday afternoon movie on uh, NBC. I mean, but it was very much exactly. lit. Like, like I said in yeah. my opening, like everything was impeccably <laughs> lit, but too mm-hmm. much. Yeah. yeah, and that took away from my enjoyment because all I could think was where I was in 1994, which is I'm home from, let's see, I was, I was probably in late elementary school, uh, and... I just want to watch Spider-Man, but my mother is monopolizing it to watch her soaps, and I would like to die. (laughs) Come on, man. You don't like some general (laughs) hospital? I I would just like, Mom, please, just this once, I want to watch Spider-Man. So I have a soft spot for the year 1994. Okay. Specifically because I drive a 1994 Buick Roadmaster estate. Mm. Beautiful. It... It is as vast as the countryside where this movie was filmed. And having driven it, it's it's a fine mode of getting from A to B. It's dude, 
They don't make luxury like that anymore. And so the entire time I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking about sitting on a bench seat, just like putting in a tape, I want to say of, uh, let's say, uh, uh, Chris Christofferson, right? <laughs> sure. Right? And just just one-handed steering my land yacht over to Drew Barrymore's house for a date or something. But I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, who's to say? She's super cute. Oh my I will, god. So mm-hmm. I, I did think it was Ooh. funny because, and I think we've had this complaint in other westerns, you know, male and female actors to get, you know, where it's like people look too clean and yeah. too put together, and it was definitely we saw some of that. There was one scene in particular where I was proud of them because they had dirt all over their faces. Like yes. they, they would make them look dirty. The hair though. Always perfect. 90s prom hair <laughs> to the max. Perfect hair. Yeah. Perfect 90s prom. Like, I went to prom with, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was a homecoming <laughs> dance in, like, 1997 with a girl who had uh, Drew Barrymore's hair in, oh, yeah. in a number of these scenes. And I was like, With the little oh, butterfly clips. Okay, <laughs> sure. Where are you getting those butterfly clips in the Old West? Are you going to Ye old Butterfly Clip Emporium and stuff? Like no, That would be Madame no. Claire's. I was like, you, you stole it. Thank you for taking my joke. I got you, bro. But, she went to the fashion bug. Yo, man. Oh, there we go. And, and like, that's where she got her choker, I think. Right. <laughs> Yeah, Spencer's hasn't opened up at the mall Which, yet. Which, I gotta say, I really <laughs> wish Mel could have joined us for this, because she would have had oh, a thing or three to say about costuming. Uh, I know. We're gonna no have to doubt. have her watch this and give us, like, her, like, thumbs up, thumbs down on the costumes. Because I will say, now, I, I'm definitely not a costume-er. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not as knowledgeable as Mel. Mm-hmm. Um, and with with the costumes or historical garb, but I feel like they were pretty uh, low key. Like mm-hmm. we weren't seeing like the wild, wild west, like crazy corsets, crazy colors. It seemed a lot more grounded, which I liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they had them wearing, you know, it's like they were wearing pants and shirts yeah. and stuff when they were doing work. You know, like it was reasonable clothing, I felt. There was only Mm -hmm. one scene. It was when Drew Barrymore's character was captured. Mm -hmm. And it looked to me like she was wearing like a modern tank top. I was like, yeah. It wasn't modern tank top. I was like, I don't think they had spaghetti straps in the Old West. (laughs) I will say, and maybe I'm showing too much of my straight white guy card, but I did not have any complaints about it. They look. They they got four beautiful women, and they all looked great. And I, but I feel like they didn't like. It wasn't just boobs and ass the whole time. Correct. I I was about to just comment on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I, I I will defer to you, Stu. But yeah, watching watching this after having watched uh, the last oh uh, Banditas, yeah, Banditas with Penelope Cruz and Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. Where they were explicit, like, oh, you're doing push-ups in the river. Okay. But these were just, like, badass ladies. Yes. Killing for fun and turning me on. Killing yeah. for fun and profit. And, and profit. profit. Let's not forget. <laughs> and, like, I, yes. maybe maybe this is a me thing, but, like, yeah. You know, badass women who 
are deadly is like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah. What are you doing later? <laughs> in, right. in, insert that one quote from the uh, the first Wonder Woman movie. I'm both frightened and the roast. Uh, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Chin scratch. Hmm. Tell me more. Right. I'm intrigued. Uh, and even like Eileen, um, which was Andy McDowell's character, who is supposed to be like the real flirty, like doing a sex appeal character. Like, like she wasn't like you could have gone over the top with her. You, oh, yeah. They could have gone so much farther. But I felt like her flirting. And, and what I liked is like she was calculated. She would take mm-hmm. a look at her target and be like. I know it's going to work on this gentleman. Like, and she was cute. And you know what, what oh, it was? is it, She wasn't played up like, you know, like Selma Hayek and Penelope Cruz were, which they were very attractive women, but they were like almost over the top. But like a- a- Andy in that, in that, in those scenes, she like you just said, cute as a button. <laughs> yeah. Like my favorite was, you know, cause she's, she's trying to flirt her way out of prison with William and, you know, first she chats him up and like that's she's like, I don't look like a bank robber, do I? And do I look like a criminal? No, ma'am. <laughs> He's like, no. And then I, it doesn't worry. He's like, I, look, I, I got to keep you in jail. I was just deputized literally 10 seconds ago. I have one job is to keep I, you in I, there. I really don't want to fuck it up. Right. right. Now. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. So, so then she's like, all right. So she sounds start. She does just the crying. And then she's like gonna play and then she finally gets him to open up and then when she decides to like take everybody back to his ranch she has set up the perfect tableau she is making oh, a yeah. pie she is barefoot in the kitchen barefoot. all like i've mm-hmm. made a delicious stew and i'm making a pie is it fine that we're here i was like and the, I love and then, this. And then the man is so into it, he goes out onto his front porch and throws a fit, and he's like, "Yeah, you can stay." Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, right. I loved that scene where it was like, "Like, fuck, 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 fuck." Yeah, fine. How are y'all doing? Yeah, yeah. It's like, goddamn, pretty lady, like, tricks me and gets out of prison. Now she's in my house, and she's made me dinner and a pie, and she's really pretty, and like. I'm abetting a criminal. Shit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was like, I'd love that. It was wonderful. But here's here's the thing. Like before, we go too much further into like the the plot details. Here's why I enjoyed this movie. Sure. I'm gonna throw this out here as like an umbrella argument. If if this were just a regular western adapted with with women stars it would have been less nuanced but mm-hmm. they had some nuance with between the relationships they faced um uh, uh traumatic and awful problems that wouldn't befall men and i feel like that is what elevated this movie above a spaghetti it was like okay yeah what if these outlaws wore women, what would they face? And I I thought they did a pretty good job. Being a man, having watched a whole bunch of spaghettis with you, this was like, this, you know, there was a moment where, I think it was, Andy Mc, Eileen was saying goodbye to Drew Barrymore's character. Lily. Lily. And she just held her face as they were both crying and said, I love you, 
to the end from to the moon and back go Mm. and it was like i don't see i don't see lee van cleef having this exchange with anybody right yeah like the machismo would overwhelm it so i liked seeing these these vulnerabilities and and kind of this these these women relationships on their own and, and and i thought it was a fresh take on it especially for this time yeah I I would 100%. I got the same thing, Pat, was that this is a Western story, and you could make the same story with, you know, men. Obviously, it probably wouldn't be ex-prostitutes. <laughs> but, you know, we've seen that story with, like, I got to get out of town. I have a plan of where to go. And, like, here, I'm going to face a bunch of bullshit to get there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I liked that it was problems that were, I thought, very likely for women to face where it's like Cody had to go to the store to get a decent dress to get her money out of the bank because they wouldn't probably serve her if she was dressed like a prostitute. Beyond that, the the fact that her claim was useless because her husband yes. was dead. That too. Mm-hmm. That right? too. I, I thought that was a very uh, a very powerful scene, and, and like, and that was part I think of of what if if you know Stu, you were saying it kind of was dragging a little bit because it was just like, okay, can they get anything done? Like it was like, yeah, you know, like they have this claim, and I was like, that's probably. I mean, I don't know the historical accuracy of that, but it wouldn't surprise me if it's like, yeah, that's it, your it, husband's it, claim. He's dead, so now it's no one's. It's we're gonna give it to somebody else, which question mark i mean if you have no other heirs technically speaking in that day and age it would go to your wife i mean it's not unheard of i think it's just a plot point which which was kind of unnecessary i have some historical pedantry which has no bearing on my enjoyment of the movie like i said like the real drag for me was like the middle part of the movie where just like can we just move along here i'm i'm bored and the music which made me just want to like call up my mother and tell her to put on x-men for me Please, I'm begging you, Mom. Which, but I would say the X Men of this era, whoo, mm-hmm. that had, exact, that, right? that had the music, <laughs> like that. Also, Rogue made me feel things in my pants. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this this movie for me, it needed a better soundtrack. Oh yeah, the, and the visuals, the visuals too. But I. I I could gloss over the, the 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 visuals if it had a better soundtrack. You get Ennio Morricone on that yes. shit. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Listen, you put some fuzzy spaghetti soundtrack on this, I'm in. But the visuals are unassailable. Okay. Yes. Okay. Especially the the, the panorama shots. Yeah. Well, I, I, every shot was beautifully lit, but like to a fault. Like it's it's mm-hmm. to me, like you, you we watch westerns today and they're a little bit. Uh, you know, available light, or it's like, you know, the, the sun-bleached sky. This had none of that. This had, like, everybody was, like, defined against the Studio. landscape. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Like, I'm sorry. I know it's not of the time, but it is beautifully lit. Like, I know what goes into that shit, and hot damn. I was going, oh, damn, you're using a reflector here? Okay, I see you. Or, like, like, uh, 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 Kid Jarrett's hideaway that had the the uh, the chandeliers, the candelabra chandeliers that were that like was pretty cool against yeah. the blue sky because it's not quite dusk, it's not quite dark, it's just dusk, and it's like oh 
yeah, like I'm the set feeling pieces this. were nice. Yeah, it, like I'm saying, visuals unassailable. You know, visuals to me. But I get where you come from. I get where you come from. It's yeah. very dated. Yeah. It's of a time. And it's I, of a time, I, and it's of a time that didn't resonate with me positively. Because <laughs> it also, like, the soundtrack also would be like, are, am I going to buy, see a, an ad for a Chevy Silverado from, like, Tate yes. Chevrolet down on Route yeah. 40? Chevy's full-size pickup at your Baltimore-area Chevrolet Geo dealer. Like a rock. <laughs> Get stronger every day. Because I know in some movies, and I feel like it's not as big of a problem in, in especially spaghetti westerns, but, like, sometimes it's, like, you see this it's like they got to give everybody this deep in-depth backstory and explain like why these people are the way they are and i really liked how they handled it in this movie where it's like you got to know everybody's backstory but it melded in it wasn't like we had to like oh you see drew barrymore now we're gonna have a flashback to where she's a little girl with her father being like a horse yes. show guy and like oh no he died a tragic death and now now she's this way and it's you a know? three hour just like Ugh. yeah it was literally just like when she gets captured they're like what's your last name and they're like oh i used to know a dude by that last name and she's like yeah fuck you that's my dad uh, and then like same with the other characters you see anita sitting at the grave of her husband and kind of saying goodbye before they leave and then like who I died loved of the cholera the cholera. the cholera. The cholera. The cholera. At least he didn't die from dysentery. Uh, Pepper- oh. Pepperoni. Oh. Pepperoni and sausage, guys. Yes. Died of I death. I like, like Supreme on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> or um, or if, if I may, uh, these people were all <clears throat> killed by death. Yes. That'll do it 100% of the time. That, that, that is the, uh, the way that Lemmy died of of the immortal band Motorhead. You can cut this out because this is not part of the podcast. But yeah, no, this is, we've gone off the rails Kill my death! Anyway, thank you. <laughs> Tune in for more Motorhead tips. Continue with the plot. No worries. No, no. Uh, but then, and like with Cody's backstory, it's like you get that she used to hang with this band. And I love how it was kind of revealed because they're like, they got to do that sexy thing of all the ladies bathing in a pool, which could have mm-hmm. been worse. I was surprised. I was like, yes. We saw neither a butt nor boobs. No butts nor boobs. In that scene. And I'm, Very surprising. And I'm, in that scene. Happy f- I'm happy for it. Yeah. The only butt uh, we but saw was a man butt, I think. We we did. We did. Oh, yeah, that's right, because inexplicably he has the soldiers dance with their pants down. And oh, it, no, yeah. this is a different scene. Oh. I, listen, but, I was keeping track of butts because whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when she's getting out of the pool, you see a bunch of scars on her back that look like from a whip. And then when she goes to visit the bandits, you know, the kid gets pissed off at her and like gets his whip out. And you're like, that tells a story. <laughs> like, Absolutely. what happened here? Which I was like, this is great. They don't like point you to it and be like, oh, we got to have a flashback of like, you know, seeing all these violent things happen. It's like. If you're paying attention, you're going to see everything, and it's 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 right there. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't mind, I do have an issue. Please. Because they, they had this journey where they went from Echo City to Agua Dulce. Yes. Which I believe translates to Sweetwater. Correct. Now, <clears throat> I was wondering, because it seemed like they traveled from Echo City to Agua Dulce in apparently like two days. 
And if you look at it, there is Echo City, Colorado. Ah. I looked it up. And then I looked up Sweetwater, Texas. Because I believe that's probably where they were going for. Mm-hmm. That is a distance of like 500 some odd miles. Now, average on the upper range of a horse distance per day is 35 miles. So I'm calling bullshit on that front. Like, give me, if you're going to give me an odyssey, give me an odyssey. Right. They gave me two days. Yeah, and they could have easily picked any town. And, you know, maybe they just right. didn't do their research enough. And they're like, Aguadulce sounds cool. Is Does that city exist? Who cares? Maybe they, maybe they didn't. Maybe they didn't think a bunch of pedantic idiots like us would watch this movie. Well, maybe they <laughs> should have. <laughs> because allow me to engage in pedantry here. Please. So the movie opens with one of the girls reading a newspaper advertising Nellie Bly's trip around the world, which happened in 1873. Then we find out her husband died in 1888. And it's sometime after that. And then they keep talking about Oregon as Oregon Territory, which was a state in 1850. So, what the fuck? (laughs) Let's get pedantic. I have some, I might have some answers for you on that front. And also, they had all this music from the, like, 1994, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) So, I did a little bit of research on this movie. Uh, tiny. I didn't do much, so don't, don't get excited. Listen, uh, listen. I will say, Amy, right now, so did I. A little bit. <laughs> As in, I've already told you Just all I've done. Just a little bit. <laughs> to please enlighten me. Okay, so um, this film had apparently had a terrible production. Like, after a few weeks into filming, they scrapped, like, everything what they had it they they changed directors they got a new script and switched out some of the actresses dang wow it was originally you know i was trying to find out who Mm. um i'm gonna get oh can i guess you can guess i don't know who it was Uh, i'm gonna guess it doesn't say demi moore i'm gonna guess that would have been a good one right um Stu, what do you think you got you got any actresses you think would fit in here um Kim Basinger. Oh yeah, I'd see that. Yeah, uh, but um, apparently Drew Barrymore re- labels the experience of working on this film as "quote the pits." Oh wow! Wow. So, but which like learning that I'm like looking at the movie, I'm like it doesn't look to me like it like it looks it's a finished good movie. I feel like the story to me makes sense. I you know. It wasn't bad. No, no, I I liked the story a lot. Like I'm like it was a good, not overly complicated. Obviously, it's like they threw in I think a lot of problems for them to overcome, which, like the one I want to talk about is the whole Oregon, uh, homestead Oregon territory. Because I was like I was really hoping because I was like, here we go. Just get sweet William to pretend to be your husband. Like, I thought that's where it was going to go. Or yeah. that they were going to stay on... They were all going to stay on William's ranch. But I was like... I thought that was an odd... I mean, I think maybe they had that whole side plot as a way to be like... Look how much it sucked to be a woman back then. Like, you can't do anything. Like, you're trying to do what's 
you know, make something of yourself and you just can't because the laws suck ass, which I think is fair if that's why they had that in there. But it, it did seem like, okay, they have this plan and now you're just going to abandon it. And they kind of patched it up with like, oh, well, I'll have this guy's mining claim in the Yukon or whatever. <laughs> right. uh, you want two more moments of uh, pedantry from me? <laughs> Please. Yes. So they the the uh, the bad guys talk about t- taking um, guns from the U.S. Army from Mexico to give to Juarez, who died in 1867, and uh, the Yukon uh, Gold Rush wasn't until 1899. Well, they're getting in early. Yeah, man. They're getting in before <laughs> it's cool. Come on. Yeah, yeah. They're they're the hipsters so this, of the Yukon Gold Rush. Come on now. So this movie takes place anywhere between 1853. And 1994. To be fair, though, how many of our westerns have been? Not many of them have been this. Well, and to be fair, how many giant guns did they have wreathing the doors of the damn saloon? Not many of them go out of their way to reference dates. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, because I did the Nelly Bly fair. thing in the beginning. I was like, is that going to or is that just a like, hey, look, here's a woman. Right. Of the time who is making yeah. something of herself. Could be that. Right. Which is fine. It's fine, fine but that. yeah, I get it. And, and like, I was, like, I was happy to see that at least they tied the ribbon back around to the Pinkertons. Mm-hmm. Like, I enjoyed that little stinger at the end where everything was over and the Pinkertons are like, have you seen this woman? Like, we haven't seen the Pinkertons for, like, weeks, right? They were thrown mm-hmm. off the yeah. course. Yeah. But then they come back at the end scene and they're like, have you seen this woman? They're like, last woman I saw was that bear over there. We're drinking whiskey. You want to hang out? (laughs) Yeah, those guys have been out in the plains for way too long. You know what? They don't give a shit. They don't give a fuck. I love it. I'm I'm down. I'd like to hang out with those guys. Me too. I'll eat beans and bacon all day with them. (laughs) You got beans? You got whiskey? Let's go. Let's do this. <laughs> and I also like that that scene is like they're they're talking to those uh, those those dudes on the, <laughs> the wagons, and you see the ladies like in the distance running away. <laughs> like, just turn around, you idiots! That is my World's postcard gr- moment, by the way. World's greatest detective agency, am I right, guys? Absolutely. Yes. Oh. Uh, I, I will say, also, uh, where was this? I had some questions about the cinematography. Mm. Specifically, I was wondering if every character was entitled to a slow motion shot of them on a horse. Yeah. Well, I was wondering, was that of the time? Like, I feel like they just like thought that looked awesome. I mean, it looks awesome, but I was also like, you know, it was, I think, Almost every one of them got a shot of them on a horse going, yeah, 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 in slow motion. That's fine. I don't. I'm not mad. But I am. It just seemed prescribed. I'm. I'm. I'm fucking furious. Stu, <laughs> dial it down. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, it's not yeah. worth this, it. This, this is an outrage. <laughs> listen, listen. You can argue about this on Reddit or whatever, but like, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, I'm gonna downvote it. All right. I actually I want to talk a little bit about our villains in um, Kid Jarrett and Frank Jarrett because there was something about Kid that was bothering me, and I was like, why do I not like him as a villain? Because I was like, I feel like the way he's written, 
and like the energy that the actor was bringing was like correct but i'm like why is it not hitting with me that was james russo and two things i think i wanted him to be the actor who was the villain in for a few dollars more Mm. because he would have kicked ass (laughs) at that um and also james russo was one of the villains in Badland. I was about to say, was that him? That, that was, was him. him. The that guy was the, in the prom, uh, in the, 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 the wedding. The rented tux that really just needed a shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, I think it was bringing back bad memories from Badland. And I was like, I... Ugh. But, because I was like, he's going for that kind of like, I'm like a manic bandit guy who you don't know what the hell I'm going to do because I'm like a crazy criminal man. He's a loose cannon. He uh, could... Yeah, he he's a loose cannon. Give me give your me gun your, and your badge. <laughs> give me your gun and your badge. You can have the badge. I'm keeping the gun. <laughs> no, it's city policy. You can't have it. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, also, Ned. Oh. Ned can just go straight to hell. Ned. Oh, you want to know something about Ned? Yes. That actor, uh, let's see, Neil Summers was Squirrel... And my name is nobody. Lucky bastards. Oh, what? My God. What? The... I was like, I would recognize those, hor- recognize those horse teeth anywhere. Those are, th- them's his horse teeth right there. <laughs> I hated, I hated that his thing was doing that little kissy face. I was oh. like, oh, every time he did that, I was like, I'm going to go vomit. That's vile. why they shot him twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know he what? Can we, can we just triple tap him just to be sure? Because oh, right. fuck yeah. that the... guy. And the yeah. fact that at the end they did triple tap him because he got up at the end to try and shoot somebody, and then Drew Barrymore just shot him again, and like, yeah. and the and the audience was just like, you know what? If I wasn't into this movie before, I am now. <laughs> I definitely Lovely. have in my notes. Fuck this guy specifically. <laughs> yeah, that guy. I was like, because you know, even when they're introducing all the bandits, and it's like, oh, this guy's like red. This guy's Tex. This, this guy's Ned. I'm like, fuck Ned. <laughs> Ned. Ned, Fuck who are you? Who are you? Get out of here, Ned. Fuck off, Ned. <laughs> and and did you did you guys catch Andy McDowell shooting Yule Brenner style straight from the dick? <laughs> oh right. man, I, I miss great. I missed that. I was too I was too distracted by Drew Barrymore's joy for killing face. <laughs> that was yeah. Oh. Do we want to, are we ready for segments? Let's do some segments. Let's do some segments. So the face. He happens to be a sweet looking dude. Pat and I had the same face. The same face. Tell us about this face. (laughs) Did you mark down the minute number? Because it's at uh, around 58 minutes and 50 seconds. Yes. It was when they were ambushing Kid Jarrett and and Pat, I'll allow you to describe this face. I believe it was her from the bushes pulling her six shooter, closing one eye to get a good shot, and just giggling with glee as she ended a man. <laughs> and a and, and this is alarming because I'm like, yes, yes, this is the kind of woman I'm attracted to, and I understand it's unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Like this is not good. I, I this is. I did talk to my therapist today. Like I understand yeah. that this is not good. This is a self-destructive <laughs> tendency oh, that, that you have here. Abs. I am. I am. Yeah. Exactly. But man, what a face. Mm-hmm. I describe that as Drew Barrymore's gleeful shooting face. 
Mine was also Drew Barrymore, but it was when she was she'd been captured by the the gang, and uh, she's just like staring at them with like contempt, and they're like, "What are you looking at? Pigs." The, the only like... better word she could have used would be swine, and that would have been yeah. cool too. If she said swine. But she... I probably would have just like my heart probably would have beat out of my chest. But right. pigs was pretty good. Pigs was just good. Like swine. Pigs. Swine is divine. Like yes. she, like she, like she's not, she's not, she won't deign to use swine. You're not worthy of that. <laughs> You're nobody. You're yeah. gonna be dead in about fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. right? Just <laughs> wait. I I had some runner-up faces, but the only reason they didn't win because it was a little hard to like get a screen grab. But I really liked the exchange of faces. When Anita was bringing up her plan by the fire, because at first she's like, "Hey, I got this land, let's do it," and all the everyone else is kind of like ignoring her, kind of being like, eh, "Oregon, what the hell is that?" And then like she's kind of like looking around a little bit, almost like desperately, like, "Come on, this isn't like a crazy thing to say." And she finally looks at Cody, and you can kind of see like Cody's thinking about it, and she's like, "I might have some money," like. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, and then it's like, once Cody says it, then it's like, oh, it's real. Game on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like that. Because it, it was like, just a lot of like, looks around, and they were very, very good faces. But Drew Barrymore wins, wins this movie. My, uh, my runner-up face is uh, Andy McDowell. Her character is Eileen. Eileen, yeah. All right. When the Pinkertons first get her in the bank, and she turns around and sticks her thumb in the eye of the Pinkerton. Oh, shit, And yeah. his face is just... Uh, but it was so quick, I couldn't <laughs> capture it. But it's momentary, like a, a, a gloved... Like a lace-gloved hand going into the eye socket of a cop. And I'm like, <laughs> there it is. Yep. This is good stuff. That's that's where the price... I tried to capture it. That's my runner-up face. But it was just instantaneous. Like, get your, yeah. get your lace thumb out of my eye, please. But like, <laughs> but also, well done. Yeah. <laughs> So forget forget a cab. How about a pab? <laughs> Old Pinkertons are bastards. Yeah. <laughs> can we can we talk about horses for a second? Yes. Sure. Because like that's the other reason I wish Mel were on this episode. Because like I feel oh, like there was pl- horses. There was plenty of horse like glorification in this, but uh, and I can't remember why I, I if, oh when the when the horses ran away with the cart. That the, when they were when they were fording the river, you know, like an Oregon yes, Trail, exactly. <laughs> and they had to replace the tongue of the cart, and the horses yes. ran off because they got scared. <laughs> and this is when I wrote down, "See, this is why you never trust a horse." Now, if they had an oxen, that would not have been a problem. Oxen would have hung out. Horses, <laughs> they just ran. R U N N O F T, and. <laughs> because Mel is not here, I can actively pursue my anti-horse agenda in saying that these horses are unreliable, and if they did not freak out and run away, they wouldn't have been in half the messes they were in today. Mm-hmm. I want to do, as a side project, I want to make like little political ads for both you and Mel for your pro and anti-horse <laughs> horses campaigns. They'll kick your throat out. <laughs> Kick the head right off your shoulders. <laughs> oh, let me just let me just thumb point that. Yeah. Just, just I'm Pat Jarrett, and I approve this message. I'm Pat Jarrett. These horses will kick your head off. 
<laughs> what America needs is less horses. Fewer horses would make America horseless again. <laughs> oh, I'm going to hell for this. I'm, go- I'm probably going to oh, go yeah. to horse hell, which means I'll get kicked in the throat daily. That's, you know what, Pat? What's really ironic is that your, your hell is actually horse heaven. Son of a bitch. <laughs> See? <laughs> they have a dude they can just kick in the throat all day long whenever they want. Did you see it? What about the saloons? <laughs> yeah, yes, saloon, saloon search. We um Yeah, we had one really good saloon to start off the Echo City Saloon, which looked like I had a lot a, a little stage for live music, which I'm always in favor of. Um it was a rich setting. It was lived in wood uh Big area, kind of had that gallery you're used to where the dancing girls show up and you go upstairs and you do your thing. Um, beer looked tasty. Whiskey looked good. Sign me up. It was, you know what I liked about this saloon specifically? Yeah. It was, it was diverse. Yes. This is a progressive little town. I, I, like, this is the kind of saloon that I would actually want to hang out in. Right, it wasn't just all white dudes. Or you had a whole array of humanity there. And you know what? I don't think I heard a slur. No. Which no. is amazing. In a Western. Mm-hmm. Wood in drinking. In the 90s. In the 90s. And that's lost on a lot of history of, like, the Old West and a lot of, like, frontier places. Like, you know, you, like, it, it's, it, it, was a, it was a true mixing mixing pot. You had everybody there because it's the edge... Yeah. Of civilization, unless you're Native American, in which case, this is my backyard. What are you doing? Go home, you fuckers. <laughs> get yes. out. What the hell? If I want a railroad, I will call you. Go, yeah. Get out. <laughs> Can just leave a flyer and fuck off. <laughs> yeah. uh, but, um, you, you know, it's like you step out into the woods, you enter the food chain out there. Uh, so everybody's just coalescing there, and uh, we're, we're all in this together. Until the railroad comes in, in which case the Killjoys come out, which fuck the, the fucking kill, f- Killjoys. This is when the Jesus shows up, right? Mm-hmm. If we can just ban it, then the bad thing that I don't like will stop. Ah, uh, yeah, it won't get illegal <laughs> or anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not going to develop a black market for this shit. No, no, no. Oh, absolutely mm. not. No, it'll be fine. It's fine. Don't it's worry about pissing. it. Ban it because Jesus hates this, okay? Mm-hmm. White Jesus hates this. <laughs> I read it in the... I uh, didn't read the Bible, but I did read the Cliff Notes, and I'm pretty sure it's in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know Cliff is going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him with the whores. <laughs> the whores. whores. The one line the sheriff makes about to, like, was it uh, the, the the chief magistrate of uh, the, the Killjoys, Madam Mrs. Colonel... And be like it's like no one forced your your husband to go see the the hookers. Yeah. Wild. Like it was his birthday. You know, he spent gonna, his money how he wanted to spend it. Like I'm gonna blame blame the liquor and the whores for why I'm miserable. Not the fact that I don't have any rights in nineteenth century America. And that being the real problem, nope. It's the whores. And the liquor. And the liquor. Can I also mm-hmm. say that when the colonel got killed, that was a satisfying death. 
It and it was and it was followed by a deadfall. Hey, yes. What a deadfall too. Like that was a good oh, yeah, starting over off the, strong. Over the railing. Over the railing. Shot twice, I think, right? Dead before he hit the ground. Just graceful dive off that balcony. And what I also liked about it is like there was a like everyone in the saloon was just like Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Nothing of value was lost. Right. Like, oh, let me get back to my beer. And I was dead and in hell. I just oh, had a back, thing back to gambling. occurred to me. So Cody had saved up $12,000 in six years. That seems like an incredible amount of money for the time. Like, that's a hard amount to save up now in that amount of time. She had a paper yeah. route. Okay, she she's doing DoorDash on the side, yeah, yeah. She, you know, hustling. She's on her, she's on that grind. I, I don't know if you looked closely, Amy, but if you looked closely, you could see that she was constantly pulling herself up by her bootstraps. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. I thought that was like some kind of yoga move. Nope, nope. that was uh, that was uh, that was that was pulling herself up by her bootstraps. <laughs> Sorry. Well, well, good. I should go good. on the record and say that bootstrapping is uh, a myth. That whole well, thing, the full quote the whole, is like, it, it's, yeah. it's, it's like a, a, what do you call it? What, it doesn't it's make sense. It's a futile thing to do. Uh-huh. Like, it'd be able to like, I, let me get myself off the ground by pulling myself up by my bootstraps. Listen, don't blame the rich for why you're poor. It's clearly because you haven't monetized a random part of your life. <laughs> It's clearly because you have some moral failings, according to white Jesus. Anyway. Anyway, I'm going to ban liquor while I continue to drink fine wine in my house on the hill. America. <laughs> nice. How about, uh, how about a postcard moment? Ooh, I got a couple. Mine is early in the movie. They're fleeing the town, and it's the, the, the golden light part of the, part of the day. And... Uh, they're in the foreground with these cliffs in the background with the scrub grass and like, yep. Greetings from, uh, I'm going to say Southwest Texas. Yeah. 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 The, the plain States, maybe, maybe the Northern New Mexico, if you will. Panhandle yeah. perhaps. Uh, mm-hmm. how about you, Amy? What do you, what do you think? Ooh, I had two. Um, I liked at the, near the end when they were going to trade the Gatling gun to get their money back um they're riding you see the four ladies on horseback riding across um where the sun is rising so it's like very orange mm-hmm. and then you see them in black there were a number of those silhouette shots where the sun was just a giant orb like unrealistically large mm-hmm. and they're riding against it and it made a beautiful shot it's mm. wonderful i, I like that my my runner up was when they're just just before the shootout starts, like before the tensions reach that shootout point. Um, they're trying to get the hell out of that uh, away from the gang, and they all kind of are lined up and they slowly back up with the guns. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, that was very reminiscent. It was like the the same shot, but in reverse. From Tombstone, mm-hmm. with all of them kind of coming in with the guns, and I was wondering if that was what they were going for. <laughs> it did feel like that. It felt very similar yeah. to that scene. In Tomb- I thought the same thing on that scene. 
Yeah, and Tombstone was came out the year before, so I'm like, oh, it could be an, an homage. But I, I, I was like, I, same energy, and I, I liked the layering of everybody. And oh, first of all, I, I think it's pronounced homage. Homage. Yeah. <laughs> a homage, a homage. Home. I believe it's a hard <laughs> G. Sorry, I'm being a dick for no reason. Uh, other than the whiskey I just drank. Damn. Uh, uh, we have fun here. It's fine. A, gir- a giraffe. <laughs> giraffe. You know, I got a pretty, I got pretty good graphics on my computer, so I can see the giraffe. Why don't you show, send me a GIF? <laughs> send all, hey, send all hate mail because it is GIF. And if you say GIF. And if you have a, you're wrong. Send all hate mail to Stuart Kaufman, care of Cowpunchers. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, what is? <laughs> hey, where can people get in touch with us? Yeah, Cowpunchers Show at gmail.com. How many Cowpunchers is that? More than one? Uh, about two. fifty. Cowpunchers Show. At least two. All right, all right. Uh, or you can catch us on the gram, where we are Cowpunchers Pod, Ooh. and we have. Amazing content. You can see our faces and our postcards and the occasional humorous reel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're pretty good reels, I gotta say. They're Thank pretty you. solid. Thank you. uh, You're gonna love it. Our, our, wait, when you say our faces, are our our faces on there? Not our not our like faces, but like the faces from the movies that we yes enjoy. that we have chosen. It's pretty. It's pretty upsetting that our faces are not on our Instagram. Well, you know, maybe one day. One day we'll have to all get together and maybe if we, yeah, we, we ever a do face a li- reveal. We'll, we'll do a live show. Oh, let's do a live show. I will be show. wearing a mask like that one recording artist who, oh, what, uh, Dead Mouse or whatever? Or um, shit, what's that other group that wears masks? Uh, Daft Punk. Daft Punk, oh. yeah. <laughs> I will be wearing a large and humorous mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I I I'm just gonna show up. <laughs> I'll probably wear clean uh, clean pants, probably. Yeah. Right. But, uh, you, but who's to say? Uh, backing up. Uh, did did we ever get? I know I did my postcard. Did you? you I did my post. Did Pat? Yeah, did I did you hear mine, your yeah. postcard. No, you you have not heard my postcard yet. Because, Lay it on us. Because my runner up was definitely the silhouetted shot against the sun. You know, like those shots, there were at least two of them that I thought were amazing. Uh, and the other the other runner-up that I had was the final shootout with Kid Jarrett and what's-her-face? Cody. Cody, thank you. See, I'm awful with names. Uh, where, she, it, like, there's this final showdown, and he, he says to her, I'm, I'm out of bullets. I'm out of bullets. And, oh. and she... She takes a bullet out of her gun, out of her rifle, which I'll tell you, uh, and hands it and tosses it to him and says, here, die like a man. Oh, so good. So cold. And also badass, accurate, like because I was wondering if that would work. Cowboy guns use uh, 45 long colt and 45 long colt was the predominant is 357 Winchester and 45 long colt. They had handguns and rifles. And so the rifles that shot those bullets 
were sought after because it was interchangeable and everything. Oh, um, nice. So I was like, oh, sweet. All right, they did their research on the gun thing. Cool. That's Unlike awesome. so many other tiny details in this movie that they did not. <laughs> right, 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 right. But that one, I was like, okay, yeah, you got one. But that I have expected the movie to end be like, let's go to this new thing called the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> but what that I, what I love was a great confrontation. It was amazing confrontation. But the, my favorite is they focused on her for the shootout, and in the mirror behind her, you see Kid Jarrett taking the bullet. So good. And they didn't have to do a two shot. They just had to do that one shot with the mirror. And it was mwah, beautiful. 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 I love that. That is not my postcard, though. Ooh. it's That's just good cinematography from the 90s. And I will say, there were many, like, you watch, as, as far as my vision goes, I saw a lot of influence of the visual communication of the mid 90s was kind of like the high watermark of like National Geographic. That's where they got mm. the reputation for like the layering and the warm light and that kind of richness that comes, you know, everything is like bathed in golden light and and like very uh, chiaroscuro and 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 it, the 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 images would jump off the page of National Geographic and in cinema you'd also see that. It was like very well lit, a lot of layers. You had like a lot of shots through screen doors that gave a slight texture on the person's face who's uh. looking through the screen door. Or you had like the doorway framing the action and then something further in the background. There's that layering that's so good, which I loved. However, that does not a postcard make. But there was some of that layering in the final scene where you had the Pinkertons confronting the guys, asking about the women. And then they rode by in the background and rode off literally into the sunset that was bathed in a warm orange light. And you could see the mountain range behind them as they trotted off into oblivion, into safety, into the rest of their lives. And that, to me, that's the postcard moment. That, that was, was pretty good. That closing shot was really pretty uh, It was Because it was like... Beautiful, but also whimsical. Like it was, yeah. and funny. a great way to end it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it made me happy. But also, I will say, I will say, this was a beautifully shot movie. Mm. Like I know it felt kind of TV, but it was good TV. It was high, high, high praises. Um, I guess that only leaves the coot watch after all he's not a bad old coot which taught you know uh pat's postcard moment to me i was like coming in clutch at the end yeah with a whole group it was a coot caravan is it, what was it was a coot caravan and the I king was, was like, the guy with the, with the with the jug the guy with full of tennessee whiskey <laughs> oh it was everything you want to see and then the guy's like oh, i ain't seen a I ain't seen another woman. The only woman I've seen is that mule over there. It's like, it's probably also his wife. I don't know. And he's, and they all just start laughing. Yeah. It's a whole, it's a whole kind of stoga wagon of coots. Like. Just out there to seed the plains. <laughs> I'm glad. Looking for a place to roost. <laughs> a nice doorway to fall into. <laughs> I'm, I think it's a unanimous coot, coot train, right? Like oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't see any oh 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 coot candidate 
I called the drunk Pinkertons coots. I thought their behavior when they were drunk was very coot-like. Also, the fact that they seemed to get like, and maybe they were, that they were probably incompetent the whole time. They were kind of introduced as like, oh, we're going to be scared of these dudes. They, and they actually did catch up to them. Rest of the movie, they're like, eh, whatever. This old lady gave us a bunch of money. Who gives a shit? <laughs> and I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that no. one. It, it, there, no. there was a coot candidate that didn't really flesh out in the saloon who was like a big bearded minor coot. Oh, hmm. that's a good candidate. But there was no indication that that man was actually a coot other than his appearance. And far be it for right. me to judge a coot on his appearance alone. We've been that's fooled right. before. So, uh, you know, I won't get fooled again. <laughs> get out. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, God. Well, oh, I did want to. So. There were some good one-liners in here. There's one that I did want to call out, um, which was from Josh McCoy. Was uh, He really wanted to kill Frank uh, Jarrett, but they needed him alive to get one of their friends back in the movie. And, um, you know, Frank was basically antagonizing everybody. and, and Wanting to kill me? <laughs> she won't let you. <laughs> Nothing's changed. You're dead. I just ain't killed you yet. Ooh, <laughs> that like, was pretty good. good. That's, like, good All right. That's a good line. That's when I started come back into the movie after the dull part, and you know, calling mom and complaining why she didn't let me watch X Men more often. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I mean I felt pretty engaged through the movie, but I definitely it. it and for me, it was just kind of like, I don't know what's going to happen now. Like, everything they try seems to fail. Like, well, how are they going to get out of this? But I can see how some may find that. Yeah. You know. It was the music plus that. And I was like, uh, what are we doing? Mm-hmm. And then they're just like, oh, sh- dude shooting. Dude shooting. <laughs> Good shootouts in this. I, 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 I love the vistas. I, I, I like that it was... Enough of a western to be recognizable. Enough zoom-ins to be a spaghetti. But, mm-hmm. like, the 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 protagonists being women, I thought was a really nice adjustment. Mm-hmm. And it was grounded. I thought it was well-grounded. Yes. Uh, you will not see the kind of complaints that we leveled at Wild Wild West or Banditas. These, uh, it's, it's, it's not unfortunate. And I find it interesting. It's like we're going back in time well I right think, yeah and it's like getting better <laughs> well actually i don't know when banditas uh, wild wild banditas west is, versus banditas oh uh, well wild wild west was 99 oh okay and, so and banditas whatever. was 06 because i think banditas was better than wild wild west and then mm-hmm. this was better than banditas i mean the late right. 90s early aughts was a really bad time for like <sighs> life yeah a- adventure comedy I, women you know, in film, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I said it in the Banditas episode, but like Woodstock '99, man, like they drew a big. They were like, you realize in 1999, American Pie was the number one movie, and that's kind of rapey yeah. and terrible. Mm. And and that's not even the worst one, right? Yeah. The, those because I movies. think American Pie just had the like voyeurism of like you know hidden cameras and stuff. I can't. I, I know there's worse movies. Oh, yeah. Because I just I watched a, f- a video. It was, I think, 
Um, like, oh, let's pull a prank. Uh, we're going to do them from our favorite 80s movies, and we're going to pull a prank on our friend. And it's like, oh, let's pull this prank from Revenge of the Nerds. And it's like, that is a crime. We cannot do that. <laughs> like, okay, we'll do this other one from, oh, wait, this one's also from the Re- Revenge of the Nerds. Like, can we not commit a sex crime? Like, what the hell was up with that movie? No, 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 it's funny. Everybody's laughing. Ha, ha, ha. It's like, we, we laughed so much. He was like, what the fuck? Yeah, to be clear, cool. you didn't see this visually. I, that was sarcastic, that last comment, because, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, yes. Oh uh, well, how do we want to rate this movie? Oh, well, I, I, I liked it. I thought the choice of uh, actresses were great. I liked that it was kind of an ensemble um, and, you know, a Western with that many female leads with pretty good characterizations um i liked the story it is from the 90s so like it does it does look like it's from the 90s i feel like but i'm like that matters to me less and less now i've seen so many different visual styles that it's just like i was in spaghetti mode so i was kind of expecting that (laughs) but i'd give this like a solid i don't know 4.5 hmm Impressive. Out of like it's many? not a perfect. Out of, out of six. six. I was going to say the exact same five. thing. Like yeah. I, A lot of times they do on a scale of five, but like four and a half out of six. Because the only problems I had with it were like, really, your horses went 500 miles in two days? I don't think so. Right. But that's, that's the only That's a forgivable problem. sin. I, en- I enjoyed it. And like, you know, well cast. They had chemistry. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was, it was enjoyable. However, I would rate this a solid okay. This movie was okay. It gets a three. It's all right. You don't have to like it as much as we did. That's that, uh, and and you know what? Let that be a lesson, to everybody out there. We don't all like the same things, and that's fine. Yeah. You can even like though what you like. e- even though my sister and my best friend are wrong. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just <sighs> saying, like, ah. Uh... You know, uh, <laughs> I, I got a lot to say. <laughs> Look, there's no accounting for taste on this program. Precisely. I just, like, all these all these cowgirls were absolutely gorgeous. And, I, and they were a little <laughs> bit, da- they were dangerous. And they. Yes, and, and that's pretty cool. And so it speaks to me on a, on a, on a weird level that I need to talk to my therapist about. <laughs> Look, Stu, all you need to know is that you uh, have judged this wrong. Um, you've judged this badly, and you should feel bad. Yeah, yeah. Your opinion so, is wrong. You are wrong. <laughs> yeah, and you, you know what? You're and just l- and let me just that. let me just tell both of you that you cannot shame me. <laughs> you are without shame. This is a well-known fact. Well, not with that attitude, anyway. <laughs> uh, I got to try harder. <laughs> Hold on. Let me feel. Try and feel some shame. If you'd like to no, show Stuart, nothing. please send him a note at cowpunchershow at gmail.com. Thank you. I will not read let it. Me just say, <laughs> let, let me just throw this out here. Stu, you're going to thank me when you share my opinion. <laughs> so just... So you heard it, you heard it here out. first, kids. You'll feel better if you share Pat Jarrett's opinion. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, 
as you've heard, please reach out to us at cowpunchersshow at gmail.com or see us at our Instagram at cowpunchers_pod. Um, I am, as always, the deputy, Stu Kaufman. And I'm still your Peckerton detective, Amy McLeod. And my name is Kid! I'm Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all watch yourselves out there on the trail. Lovely.